bastards from Korea. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really like listen to my voice, so I don't know. Ooh, I like yeah, the same like voice. If, if, that's why you're my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Bumming Ivy Podcast, Season 1, Episode 31. 31. 31. 31 no. flavors. 31 flavors, Baskin Robbins. Yo, I've been going <laughs> to Baskin Robbins a lot these days, man. Actually, I would understand that because it's so hot. Um, Supposedly, it's a lot better than the States. Uh, yeah, definitely. I used to go a lot too, actually, from what I remember. But I've been, you know, I've been in Jeju for a while now. Yeah. And uh, my brother eats a lot of Baskin Robbins, yo. He's not getting fat? Dude, he's like skinny. He's even skinnier. Now? Yeah, because they, as much as they eat, they like work out a lot. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. So they have that kind of like high energy lifestyle. (laughs) Yeah, they eat really healthy. Uh-huh. Except for like the the sweets, except the sweets they can't yeah. avoid the sweets. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They eat a lot of sweets, but they eat. Other than that, they eat really healthy, man. Oh wow, interesting, yeah. interesting. Well, you gotta have at least one thing you really like that's not good for you. What's the point if you don't, right? <laughs> yeah, that's. I think they do all that to to eat ice cream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like have you seen The Rock? What he does. On his bike, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna cheap. eat four pizzas and like twenty chicken wings. It's because because uh, I think Rock has like a like the the like the fat kid in it, man. You know, he wants to like gorge, dude. He, I think what he does is he works towards it. He's very goal oriented, right? So yeah. he'll work out three hours a day, and then on the day that he does he gets to eat like mm. that's his celebration day so that's he's like yeah. very focused <laughs> on the celebration day <laughs> and if you do that it, it tastes even better dude you know? it does it does if you do that but I'm not gonna do that <laughs> uh, well that's how uh, that's how they do it over there in Jeju man you know yeah yeah good air clean air and um, what else Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Baskin Robbins. <laughs> Is it nearby his place or? No, it's not even nearby, man. Oh wow. And, and they buy the family like bucket, the biggest thing they have. Yeah, and they're like, um, and you go, <laughs> I want all 31 flavors. <laughs> Dude. That's a lot of ice cream, man. It is huh? a lot of ice cream. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Baskin Robbins, check it out, Korea, dude. Yeah, not in the states though. <laughs> yeah, people keep saying that. You know? Well, here in LA, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, huge, popular spot um, near where I live. It's called Salt and Straw. So they're famous for their sea salt and caramel swirl. Mm. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> wow, salt and what? Salt and straw. Mm. Nice it's like cream. gourmet ice cream, right? 
But then you go and you ask for like samples. You could eat like three samples and walk out and be like, I'm full. <laughs> <laughs> and they come up with like these crazy seasonal um, ice cream um, flavors like watermelon and, and 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 lime sorbet or like um, like creme brulee flavor. Um, and they do like these mixes, right? These crazy mixes or like you know, creme brulee with Thai iced coffee or something, you know. So they're very creative too. Oh, yeah, man. See, like coffee, ice cream has got to be creative, dude. I, I mean, mean, it's what, it's the one thing, right? It has the base, right? The mm-hmm. base, but then you could add flavors on top or really get, you know, into it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the one the reason they do well here at Baskin Robbins is because they have they have some crazy flavors. Yeah, yeah, like some, they I, come I, up with I, new I, stuff all the time. Yeah, and it's like some really crazy stuff, dude. I think really what I don't know has Korea broken into the whole sea salt thing, like the sea salt caramel. Uh, no, I don't think I've seen sea salt. Yeah, because that's pretty like it's old here now, but. Yeah, people really like it. Like, if you there's like a sea salt caramel um, milkshake, people go nuts. <laughs> I, th- I think I had it somewhere, but uh-huh. it is good, definitely mm-hmm. good. But because uh, it balances out that sweet, you know, normal ice cream flavor, you get that sea salt with the caramel. Mm-hmm. That's everything right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally different, man. I think. I don't know. Very different how they do it in Korea. The flavors here are like really, really weird, but uh, kind of works. Kind of works. Yeah. Hey, so mm-hmm. last last week after our episode, we we're talking about chicken because we love chicken, you know. Oh yeah. And um. <laughs> The new thing that we're, we're the new idea we came up with, ho chi chicken. Ho chi chicken. Tell ho chi chicken. Ho chi chicken. Let's tell them about it. So, uh, it's a Vietnamese fried chicken. Mm. I'm sold already. With the, I'm sold. It's a Vietnamese style fried chicken uh-huh. with the fish sauce dip. <sighs> and let's, then, tell uh, them, let's tell you how, how they, what, what it's, what, what, what it has like the flavorings like how do you make it what do you think so it's gotta have fish sauce soy yeah. sauce some yeah. garlic some ginger yep right some green onions green onions i'm thinking yeah. um chilies you, you put the shrimp salt you know some oh, kind yeah, of yeah, seafood yeah. salt right and you let mm. it kind of get up in the skin of the chicken Oh, yeah, Make sure yeah. it's the chicken's super dry, right? Dry it out mm. with that. Garlic powder on top. All the stuff you've been talking about. And then for the, the breading, right? Banco. Mm. Japanese banco breading. <laughs> yeah. tri- triple dip it. <laughs> <laughs> I think all in all, it's got to come up with the sauce, man. It's the sauce. Yeah. The nakcham oh. sauce or like yeah. a nakcham, a sriracha, and you know the brown sauce that's kind of sweet? 
yeah 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 hoisin yeah hoisin sauce so you yeah. get the three sauces for dipping yeah and then you get your your beer right you know the vietnamese yeah. local brew there you go that's uh, the future right there we just predicted the yeah. future yeah and you mentioned it man like with the side of the uh, fall broth oh yes mm-hmm. cup of cup of fall on the side too the fall broth that you can drink on mm-hmm. the side oh my god yeah. just the pairing itself and washing it down with the fall sauce or the fall uh, <laughs> broth yeah uh, I mean, I would, I would just like every weekend, I would just have that <laughs> Vietnamese fried chicken. I mean, like, what else is left, man? You know, there's no, uh, there's um, like, not many flavors you can't mess with these days. There's so many different crazy things, I man. I think, uh, well, fried chicken really hasn't gone towards like the Moroccan or North African style because mm-hmm. they're mostly like a barbecue, right? Oh yeah, yeah, like a yeah, yeah. Oh, grilled, right? Like a grill. Yeah, it's more grilled. And they take that that really red seasoning. I don't know what it's called, but they make it super red. And then um, it's the flavors amazing too. Mm. Yeah, from Moroccan chicken, but it's not fried. Mm. So in the fried world, maybe where else can you go? Because there's Latin American fried chicken, like Guatemalan fried chicken is really good too. Hmm. We'll do some research. <laughs> yeah, man. I wanted to try that out. Because we're like yeah. frying chicken. Oh, we fry so much chicken. So I wanted to try it out, but uh, uh, I had a rough week. Forgot to uh, yeah. Yeah. experiment. Well, if you make it like a little bit on the sweeter side, the light kind of dash of those spices I think uh, younger kids will like it oh yeah I'll like it I'll like it too actually mm-hmm. hey so you didn't have anything like really good in Jeju right like food wise except ice cream <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm serious man there's nothing really that good down there man well, there's the hook deji, right? The the black pork. Yeah, but it's the same thing up here, you know. Oh yeah, so, they just they ship it to from Jeju anyway, so it's not like you're missing out. It's nothing. Yeah, I I had a abalone like porridge, chumbokju, mm, chumbokju, which was that's pretty good. Yeah, which was pretty good. But other than that, everything is like supposedly you wait like in line for two hours. Mm. It's all been like whatever. What's the tourist sitch in uh, Jeju? Is it a lot of people there these days or no? Oh yeah, did you, did you read that article? The as of like now, uh-huh. the flight from Seoul to Jeju mm-hmm. and Jeju to Seoul is the the most frequent flights, the most passengers in in the world. Wow! It it doubles uh, the number two, which is from like Ho Chi Minh to like wherever else Ho Chi Minh I think Ho Chi Minh to like Saigon or something uh-huh wow uh, so more people doubles. yeah more people fly from um, Seoul to Jeju than Ho Chi Minh to Saigon wow there you go there you mm. go 
it doubles so it's the number one passenger route in the world right now wow wow um, so when you fly on the airplane it's like jam-packed then yeah i mean if you sit there you see planes taking off every like 10 minutes oh wow 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 yeah and like landing every 10 minutes too so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like non-stop you know? yeah the flight to jeju is pretty casual it's like not even like what 45 minutes yeah it's about it's about the whole airplane flight time is probably like 40 minutes 35 40 minutes yeah it's not that long so it's like a boston to new york flight kind of oh yeah oh yeah 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 Yeah, there you go all right well food wise nothing nothing to write home yeah yeah (laughs) no not really man just just it's kind of whatever yeah yeah but so, uh, yeah um, no we were talking about this before the episode uh i just started watching um that documentary about val kilmer it's called val mm. dude that guy poor guy he has <laughs> he's recovering from throat cancer now which is why we haven't seen him for such a long time he had just like so many problems with his um health he was like such a good actor was he a smoker what what happened Uh, I don't know like how I haven't seen that part but Uh. I just know you know suddenly like he had trouble speaking and he just came down with throat cancer to the point where they had to do surgery and and, you know he had to put like this plastic device on his windpipe so you know he could control eating and control breathing oh wow that's crazy poor guy and then he what he did for this documentary is not for this documentary but he documented like his entire adult life from the beginnings of his um, acting career when he was just a kid so he has Mm -hmm. all this content right Mm -hmm. and they organized it and created a, a, a narrative of his life to his from the beginnings to his hum- from his humble humble beginnings to his current stage in life, right? Yeah, oh, man. And like, um, he was actually like a very—he's a stage actor to start with, like mm-hmm. a drama, mm-hmm. right? And he was a young guy um, who actually he went to Juilliard for theater. Oops. Yeah, so actually he's a part of. Um, there was a crew of folks in new york right like kevin bacon sean penn val kilmer like all those guys right all the big Mm. 80s guys were also theater guys Uh. yeah so they all knew each other and they were coming up and coming and one of the biggest up and coming people at the time was tom cruise oh really yeah yeah Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, man. Tom Cruise got big in the 80s, right? Yeah. So whether they got super big is um, Top Gun, obviously. Yeah. Val Kilmer was in there, too. Yeah, he was there. The Iceman, right? Everybody knows him as the Iceman. <clears throat> yeah, man. He was, like, as badass as Tom Cruise in that movie. He might not have been the main he, guy, but... He probably stole the show, if you really think about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms Ice of character. Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And the girl, I think, in that movie, they all knew each other too. Kelly McGillis. Mm. 
she married like uh or she was dating like one of the other actors in the movie not tom cruise or val kilmer <laughs> so beyond that the story of val kilmer is like you know a lot of people may know him as a just big movie actor but he's actually a drama theater actor to begin mm. with and one of the things was showing was he was taping himself practicing he what he really wanted to do back in the day he wanted yeah. to star in hamlet a shakespeare play in new york oh yeah, yeah 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 okay that was his dream as a young man right so what mm. he was doing was he would do he would tape himself doing the same line over and over again and you would mm. see him progress in and in, into character and he gets like he pauses more in between words and then he accentuates and he gets really into character right hmm. and then um it's just like dang dude this guy really wanted to do theater and then hmm. can you imagine transitioning from theater to movies it's just like wow <laughs> yeah man <sighs> i think it went He's downhill gonna... after he uh, started batman <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but you know, like the new, new, new Top Gun, Top Gun Two. He's Val Kilmer is in that too. Oh, is he? Yeah, supposedly he makes like a cameo or something. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But yeah, I mean, Tom Cruise looks like he looks exactly the same, but everybody else they look all damaged. Yeah. Yeah, they're damaged goods now. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't finish the mm. documentary because it was kind of like kind of painful to watch because. Mm. You know, it's just going through all this. Like, I don't know. I wouldn't say tragedy, but you know, just the struggle, right? And I was like, wow, man, the struggle is crazy for him. But um, yeah, it was in Sundance Film Festival. It won a lot of awards. So, if you're interested in a new documentary, I would recommend watching Val. Mm. Dude, check this out. So. so movies and stuff I, I you know let's bring it to a, a brighter note right mm. i also watched uh, 21 jump street this past week saw it again really funny yeah <laughs> it was funny man. channing tatum and um <laughs> who's the other guy jonah hill <laughs> jonah hill yeah you know what i watched yesterday on my way to, like way up i watched uh, Moneyball. Moneyball, the yeah, with Jonah Hill. Brad Pitt movie, right? Yeah, and Jonah Hill's the um, he's like the numbers guy. He's the numbers guy, right? So it's all <laughs> about stats and baseball, right? Yeah, it's right. pretty good. Yeah, that was Jonah a very Hill, interesting man. movie. Yeah. yeah, I don't like skinny Jonah Hill, man. You know, I don't like skinny Jonah Hill. Actually, you, dude, on point. Yeah. I just like normal Jonah Hill, like just what I'm saying. him enjoying whatever he's eating. <laughs> Yeah, just being himself, you know. Dude, he's like half the size, though. It's not cool. Yeah, I mean, I read some articles like he always had problems with his image. Mm. People like, you know, criticizing him. Like people who don't even know him criticizing him for body image. Yeah. So he's always been self-conscious about that. Okay. And for me, dude, just be you, man. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, whatever makes you comfortable, right? Yeah, yeah. Don't like work out thirty hours a day or thirty hours a week and just like you know kill yourself over what other people think about you. That's just too much, right? Yeah. yeah. 
I, I think Seth like, Rogen just like you know, mm. he's alright with himself. <laughs> I just I wonder if how many like, like if Jonah Hill won't get the same similar type of roles that he used to. Now that he's like so small, he yeah. I'm not too sure about that, but I I know I think he's progressing more into the the more of the behind the scenes stuff, right? Executive producer yeah. or um, development and stuff like that. Um, yeah. yeah, but as far as acting roles go, because he's yeah. been nominated for a lot of awards too, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so he's like he's like big time, right? Amongst all the 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 Apatow crew, right? The Judd Apatow yeah. crew. He's the uh, more he has range, I guess. He doesn't do pure comedy. He can do drama too. Yeah, I just you know he was like. He was the best when he was just doing comedy, you know. Yeah, I think, but he grew out of that because can you imagine like everyone doing one-liners to him whenever he's in, he's in public? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> super bad, and get him to the Greek one-liners. Yeah, Greek, get into Greek, and forgetting Sarah Marshall one-liners. Poor yeah. guy. Right? Yeah. I heard that. Uh, you see it in one of his movies. Uh, but Seth Rogen, right? Everyone uh, tries to make him do the laugh in public. Uh, okay. His his signature laugh. <laughs> They're like, do the laugh. <laughs> and he does the laugh, laugh and he goes. And then he's like, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> you know that movie, This Is The End, where he actually plays himself in real life? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He picks his friend up, Jay, from the airport. And yeah. like, do the laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you and I won't be in Hollywood, man, because we can't handle none of that. Even though we would probably wouldn't even go up. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, I don't know how they do, do handle those things. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. So, um, I mean, there's good stuff out there, uh, but there's bad stuff. So, uh, for our listeners, you want? I have a challenge for you. Try to sit through as long as you can a really terrible movie. <laughs> Do it. Um, it's how much you can last, and I'll give you the list. Pick one of these uh, movies from the list. Yeah. The first one's called F. The FP. The FP. FP. It's okay. trends for Fraser Park. Uh, it's basically a movie where these two gangs are trying to take over a park in the future okay. but they have to win in a dance video game called <laughs> Beat Beat Revelation Fraser Park um, the FP so there's two gangs they have like numbers like the 458 and the 450 or something yeah and basically the makers of the film it's it's one of those kind of like like movies that are you're you're not supposed to take seriously right mm. and the actors know that the makers know that and it's just like just have fun with how dumb this movie is right? it, mm. i sat through about five minutes of it i was like i can't take this anymore <laughs> wow <laughs> wow Think about the premise. Like these guys are fighting by dancing on a video game. <laughs> a 
Alan has arrived. Yeah. There's a there's a Fraser Park recut. There you go. Another one, Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> yeah, I remember that movie. The third one, Sharknado. Sharknado. Yeah. The fourth one, good luck with this. The Batman where there's a uh, where Val Kilmer's Batman. <laughs> Sweet Val Kilmer. <laughs> yeah, that was the worst one I think. The one where uh, like Arnold was Iceman. Yeah, and Mr. Chris Freeze. O'Connell Mr. Freeze. Was, yeah. yeah, Mr. Freeze. The Robin. Yeah, they Chris had, like, Poison Ivy. Yeah, yeah, like everybody. It was supposed to be like amazing because you had the superstar cast, right? You had Uma yeah. Thurman. You had you know. All of them, right? Yeah. But it was just straight up like a Universal Studios theme park ride. <laughs> yeah. Right? Dude, they had like everybody in here. They had a uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, right? Yeah. And essentially, a, that was Jim the Carrey. Batman that nearly ruined the entire franchise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? That was the Batman that ruined it for everyone, right? And then, you know, I'm going to go off. And then it goes into straight up darkness. And who picks it up? Christopher Nolan. Oh yeah. And that guy, you know, you you know he's sitting in a dark place, you know, drafting up the most, you know, insane storylines with the darkest themes, right? And he just brings it back. Yeah. He made it like really complicated (coughs) though. Yeah, he did. He did. He made it. Well, you know, um, speaking of Christopher Nolan, like his assumption is that the audience is intelligent enough to understand his very um, unique concepts. So he plays around with concepts of um, for the Batman series, the concept of justice. Right. What is justice? Right. It's not black and white. Right. And and um just like the inner struggles of being um, a so-called superhero or a hero right mm. so you know and then he plays with that even more in for me dark knight was it right mm. oh, yeah. right he basically you know the joker was saying you know we need each other or else we can't exist on our own <laughs> yeah that was crazy exactly, right exactly man yeah, yeah. And basically that like Basically, they're both like psychos, you know? Yeah. And basically, you know, that ruined Batman, right? The character. He's like, damn it. Yeah. Right? He had to go into retirement after that. <laughs> Temporary retirement. Um, then, then um, seriously, so, I, you know, my list of bad movies to watch going to the good. So, that's how we do it. We do it. <laughs> <coughs> I saw a bad movie recently, but I forgot what it was. So it was so bad, like I actually watched the whole thing, and I was like, "Wow, that's a, that was a bad movie." Yeah, uh, no. you know it's funny if if you sit through a bad movie through the end because you wanted to see where it goes, and you're just like, "I just wasted two hours of my own personal time." <laughs> oh, 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 I know what it was. Black Widow. That was a bad movie. Oh, the new Scarlett Johansson one. Yeah, that was. Uh, oh, it was not good. I think they said it was the worst Marvel. 
dude, she got paid like twenty million for that. Yeah, and she sued Disney because Disney uh, streamed it or something. Yeah, they streamed it um, simultaneously with the cinematic release into the movie theaters, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't built into her contract. She could get paid for the streaming portion of it, so she got, you know, really angry about that. So she sued him and Disney cut her off. Yep. And then Ooh. they rewarded uh, the girl who did Cruella. What's her name? Emma Emma Watson? Emma Thompson. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Emma Emma Stone. Yeah. She got she's gonna be in the Cruella um, sequel and they they said she's getting a sizable amount. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a slap in the face to Scarlet, you know. She, Damn. I mean, from a, a, a strategic standpoint, mm. all she had to do was privately voice her opinion. And then they'll say, okay, for the Black Widow sequel, we'll up you because we understand the situation is different now. But she had to make it a public thing, which was like a slap in the face to Disney, which you don't want to do, right? Because they got the Good money. Point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Strategically speaking, I don't know, but you know, to each his own. If that's the approach you want to take, that's your decision. You know, if she wanted that, if that, if that's what she decided, then she has to live with that decision. So, yeah, but I mean, I would have, I would have been pretty pissed off too, because everybody else had like, you know, like Iron Man. They all had like uh, percentage deals of the movie. Movie. Exactly, you get the cut on the back end, right? Yeah. And then <clears throat> the salary just to start with was astronomical like Robert Downey Jr he's worth what how much per film you know yeah like I think he walks away he walked like Avengers he walked away with like at least 50 million per right yeah insane numbers like Chris Pratt you know Robert Downey Jr all the the majors right yeah so I mean I think women actresses definitely deserve their cut you know for for Mm. their participation so you know, you should make it an even level playing field. You can't just say, well, this guy ranks higher than you. Or, I don't know. Is that? But then at the end of the day, you ask the other question. Is an actor really worth that much money per film? What do you think? You know? Well, it's a, it was a huge franchise, you know? It is a huge franchise. I mean, like Endgame or all those, you know, they reach totals in the billions of dollars. But... Mm no dude is it really you know is an individual for one film worth that much right because for me right i see a lot of what hollywood does around me because there's lots of filming that happens in our neighborhood because it's so Mm. ghetto but (laughs) um there's to do like a filming right it's like hundreds and hundreds of employees out there right the the stagehands, the mic guys, the the catering, the makeup, you know, crew. That doesn't even get to the cameraman. You know, all those people, right? They don't get paid. Those oh, guys, yeah. you know? Yeah, hell no. Yeah. Right? And no. directors don't get paid that much neither, right? The writers don't get paid that much. Mm. So, I don't know, like, well, it's not my world, so I can't really say, you know, justify or, or shoot down, but the distribution of who gets paid is very different. I know for sure. Yeah. And it says it right here. Robert Downey Jr. was paid $500,000 for Iron Man. And then he got paid $10 million for Iron Man 2. 
mm-hmm. and they got paid seventy million for Iron Man three, mm-hmm. and and then he made a total of three hundred fifty million dollars for the whole like Marvel, you know, like various Marvel movies. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, three hundred fifty million, and the five hundred for one, right? I think he tried so hard because remember he was down in the dumps at that time. Yeah. Right. He wasn't getting much roles. He was almost like, you know, everyone nearly forgot about him, right? Because he's one of those '80s actors, you know. Yeah. The, he used to uh, he used to do a lot of drugs back then too. Yeah, and he was in a lot of trouble back then, right? Always yeah. in court, always getting in trouble. And then suddenly he does this like magical transformation where it's like he that role was specifically made for him, right? Yeah. He is Iron Man, you know. Yeah, it's crazy. Good, good for him, man. Good made for a total, him. Man. Like, yeah. Good for him, yo. I don't know what I would do with three hundred fifty million though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would definitely make a mansion that looks like the real mansion from uh, Iron Man, though. <laughs> yeah, three hundred fifty million dollars. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Dude, so enough about movies and all that. Yeah. This past week, first week of school for the kids, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah! Oh yeah, dude! Oh, yeah. Mayhem! It was pure mayhem because I have one kid who's in junior high. I got another kid in elementary school, so I have to take both oh. of them to different schools. Yeah. And then the older kid's school starts earlier, so I and then I drive my neighbor's kid to school too, <sighs> and it's all during rush hour, right? So I was like, "All right, let's let's plan this out." So I said, "We gotta be in the car. We gotta go down to the car by seven twenty in the morning." Wow, dude, it's just crazy, it's just mayhem. And then the first day of school, because you know COVID is still, you know, present. So they set all these um, standards. You have to do a temperature check, and you have to do a QR code, right? Yeah. So you have to show them that you are not, you don't have symptoms. And the Uh-oh. first day of school, they weren't ready. <laughs> so that oh, was yeah, like yeah. crazy. My older my wife came with us, so she took my older son. And she said she had to wait like 30 minutes to get in. Mm. And then I took my younger son and, and my, my neighbor's kid to their school. And we had to wait in a huge line too. And the parents were like going nuts because they have crying kids. They're little mm. kids, right? Elementary school kids. It was mayhem and like just parking the car was a big deal but i knew that going in because i know that school is crazy for parking mm-hmm. so what i do is i park far away and I, we walk to the school so we walked and it was crazy and then um i was just checking out the other parents the funniest thing i saw at one of the entrances after i dropped off my kids i saw this mom turn around look into the dead space and she did a finger gun to the head and shot herself. I loved it. Because <laughs> <laughs> she was so overwhelmed with the process. <laughs> yeah. Dang, man. Finger gun to the head on the first day of school. Dang. And the other moms, because there's a bunch of Korean moms, right? 
as soon as the kids are dropped off, they're yelling. They're like, it's time to celebrate. <laughs> oh, hell yeah, man. They're like, let's go get coffee. Let's go shopping. Let's do all the things we want to do because these kids are gone. <laughs> Jeez. It's about time. It's about time. It's about time. Uh, and, 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 and we live in LA, so school started early because they had to make up because last year um, it was a very short year so did we start earlier this year in august but good luck <sighs> to the kids <laughs> yeah at least they went to school man the kids here they don't even go to school dude oh it's all virtual so, uh as of now yeah as of now twice a week maybe something like yeah, that yeah um yeah so the the school district where I live, LAUSD, they made the hard decision to go forward in person, mm. but you have the option of going online. But the majority of uh, parents are sending their kids because they use last year as um, a way to figure out how to make the protocols for social distancing, masking, sanitization, and all of that. Mm. Yeah. So they tried everything out last year. Uh, at the end of the school year and they implemented you know like a huge thing this year and they seem to be doing a pretty good job like it's props to LAUSD because I think they're on top of it right um, and they're very uh, clear about the process if there is you know a positive case what's what are they gonna do what are they doing to avoid actually having a positive case on on campus what's the communication um method and strategy all of that which is great uh, okay. in my yeah, opinion yeah. and yeah. and um before covid like a lot of school districts were saying they were running out of money like a lot of budgetary restrictions but now mm-hmm. a lot of school districts are saying we got huge injections from the federal government so they can do a lot of you know great things for students like we make they make sure now that students have free food like breakfast lunch and dinner that they can like actually take home they have additional resources like library resources computer resources so it's kind of like a little bit of a small renaissance for schools public schools at least and hopefully they'll keep going because uh, i like that because i send mm. my kids to public school <laughs> yeah no it's important man you know? yeah for sure for sure i mean when when you and I went to public school, right? When we were yeah. little kids, we didn't have much as far as resources, as far as I remember. Oh, oh we yeah. Very yeah. limited on resources. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of weird because the kids these days, they, they seem to need a lot of stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I mean, they have, a, they have a lot better system now than when we were. It's you know? evolved a lot. Like, yeah. you know, they had a very set system like when you're in high school there are certain books you need to read right mm. and everyone read the same books right oh, and yeah. you know as far as like math goes it was a very set system across the entire united states but now it's like it evolved i don't know what <laughs> so different yeah man there's a whole better system dude it's better to be a, like a child now and go to school when we were you know when we were kids yeah, except for one thing. So back when we were kids, there was actual physical bullying, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> right. People just that fight like, each other for, for no reason, right? Yeah, that was like part of part of school, man. Yeah. Like part of growing up was someone, either you or someone you know, got into a fight. That's part of growing up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Physical fight, altercation. 
now it's cyberbully <laughs> and dealing with social media and uh, and and this whole like you know who who you are digitally right is uh, very important your your online presence right <laughs> your tiktok followers your you know your um instagram followers at such a young age especially for girls uh from what i hear or read so it's like wow it's changed in that way a lot right yeah yeah so mm. times are changing we're getting older <laughs> yeah man it's crazy and we have and you have a daughter too stuff. so like you know yeah all the social media stuff got to be extra careful with girls too cuz they can be very well girls on girls and and boys to girls can be very aggressive um on the mm-hmm. social media so we have to be extra careful heard yeah <sighs> interesting interesting all right Man. so let's yeah. let's close up with a little bit of crypto and then we'll uh, call it a episode. So uh, this week, what's up, man? Do you know? Supposedly, it's gonna pull up to a certain amount, and then like just go back down, according yeah. to previous history, history, uh-huh. uh, historical data. But uh, who knows, man? You know, stocks are going down right now. Well, it's so. been a bad week for stocks for sure. Um, consecutive days dropping, and then. Um, as far as crypto goes, Ether has been on a huge run this past week, um, and, and Bitcoin also is nearing the the fifty thousand mark after it dropped to its all time low for the year, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Dogecoin has been picking up, but again, I don't, I'm not into the finer details of what's behind all of it, but mm-hmm. you know, it's going on, it's having a run, that's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know how, how far that's gonna go though. So yeah. Well, I, actually, I I read a line this morning that Cardano's on a good run, and there's a lot of support behind that and a lot of talk. But um, I'll just say this: there's still a lot out there. It's not well organized. Um, it's not transparent for sure. Um, yeah. The, the DeFi system has a lot of holes in it like you know hackers are proving that you know you guys still haven't created a system or the cryptocurrency industry hasn't created a system where it's foolproof yet right so you know it'll take time as with anything right you know when mp3s first came out and there was napster that's now all you know legalized streaming so you know yeah I don't think I don't think it's gonna go anywhere. Uh Crypto is not gonna go anywhere. It's it's gonna be around, but uh, like you said, how it's gonna be adapted and used is very important. Right. What to make it hit a point where it's used universally, right? Um, We don't know, right? Whether that's gonna happen for sure. That's one issue, right? Because for all practical purposes, right? I can use my phone to make a purchase, right? I could just tap and pay. Yeah, yeah. But then crypto saying, oh, you can use crypto, but that's the same concept, right? Yeah. And from my point of view, all I'm doing is exchanging my 
whatever I believe is the currency amount for either a service or a product. Mm. So why would I switch to cryptocurrency to make that same transaction? I don't know. That's just my personal you know, opinion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's basically you know. the same thing in a different form, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, it's like this. No, this is a very bad uh, uh, thing. I was going to say, oh, it's like the difference between ice cream and gelato. I don't think mm. so. <laughs> it's mm. more different, right? Yeah. Right. I don't know. It's, it's kind of interesting to see how it's going to go in the future, you know? But yeah, yeah. I don't think a lot of these altcoins are even going to be around anyway. So because anyone can make one right and then here's the other thing like how is it in korea are people cooling off on it or are people still bullish well, about I, it well after merge point man i think a lot of people are just like super skeptical skeptical of anything like that right now uh-huh 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 you know so they're looking at all the promises of the all coin makers and the exchanges right they're just being more they're scrutinizing it more right they're like oh, wait yeah. a second yeah 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 so you gotta you gotta, you gotta wait you gotta wait a couple of years for it to like you know, gain people's trust again but or you buy in early and just wait and see right you buy in early and hope that you make you know a good profit in the end so it's either you know get in early and and hope for the best or wait and see and wait for it to be something consistent and accepted yeah, it's just investment, man. I don't. I have no idea. No, I've been looking. Neither at do those. I. <laughs> it's not easy, man. Not easy. So again, we are not professional financial advisors. <laughs> we just dudes. So don't listen to us. <laughs> yeah. Nope. 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 <laughs> Alrighty, so that's our episode, Bum and Ivy Podcast, Season 1, Episode 31. 31. Dreaming of Wu, dreaming of Vietnamese fried chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Watching bad movies. Yeah. Hit the like button, subscribe, tell your friends, listen on your commutes, um, you know, leave us a comment. We're here for you. So, uh, until next time, peace. Peace.